Welcome to the Chesapeake Connect podcast. I'm Tom Hall. Chesapeake Connect is an annual learning trip that brings together leaders from around Baltimore to explore best practices and programs in a peer region. It's organized by the Baltimore Metropolitan Council, the Council of Governments serving Greater Baltimore. The Council has organized trips to Cleveland, New Orleans, and Nashville in recent years. Today on the Chesapeake Connect podcast, we're talking about tourism in Baltimore. How is the city and the broader region working to encourage tourism and especially to expand Baltimore tourism beyond the traditional center of its downtown and at the Inner Harbor? And how has the tourism industry responded to the blows dealt to it by COVID-19? Joining us is Mayor Brandon Scott. Mayor Scott was elected the 52nd mayor of Baltimore in November of 2020. Previously, Mayor Scott served as council president. Before that, he served on the city council representing Baltimore's 2nd District. He was first elected in 2011 at the age of 27, and he's one of the youngest people ever elected to the Baltimore City Council. Mr. Mayor, welcome to the Chesapeake Connect podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Glad to be here. Al Hutchinson is with us as well. Al Hutchinson is president and CEO of Visit Baltimore. That's the city's official destination sales and marketing organization. Al participated in the 2018 and 2019 Chesapeake Connect programs. Al, welcome to you as well. Hey, thanks a bunch, Tom. Glad to be here. So, Mr. Merritt, let me start with you um, to set the stage for our conversation about tourism from your perspective. As the mayor, what does the tourism industry mean to the people of Baltimore? Uh, for Baltimore, uh, tourism means many things, but and I'll just talk about a few. Uh, first, when you think about uh, external to the rest of the world, it's a way for uh, people who are not from Baltimore and for us to, to understand and for us to share our unique uh, culture and spirit and city uh, with the rest of the world. We are a one-of-a-kind city uh, like no other. Uh, from our historic arts districts and the new one on Pennsylvania Avenue that we're going to bring back to its heyday and better to our wonderful uh, restaurant scene and food that can't be rival anywhere else. And I don't just mean seafood. We know that we have the best seafood, the best crab cakes. But uh, when you think about uh, pit beef and barbecue, all these other options People know, visitors know when they visit Baltimore that they will have a, a true unique experience like no other. But uh, tourism also means support for our residents. Uh, that revenue that's generated goes back into our community. The tourism industry, hospitality, is where many of our residents in Baltimore work. And it allows them to showcase uh, their unique talents and, and to grow into better things. For example, we know uh, that Baltimore has a world-renowned uh, R&B group known as Drew Hill, named after Drew Hill Park, and many of them started out singing at the old, old chocolate place in the Inner Harbor. Uh, that's the kind of the start that tourism industry has given to Baltimoreans for many, many years. And Al Hutchinson, uh, you run Visit Baltimore. Um, that's the official destination and marketing organization for the city. Talk to us about what that means. You know, what's your res responsibilities, generally speaking? What's the purview and portfolio of Visit Baltimore? Well, thanks, Tom. And uh, our, our chief job is to be the number one storytellers for Baltimore. So our teams are out there talking to visitors about the, all the beauty of Baltimore, all the great things we have to offer as a community, 
both, and the mayor mentioned it from a historical perspective, a culinary uh, perspective, cultural perspective. What What is it that makes our city uh, that special? So we want to drive visitors here to have a great experience, to go to all of our great neighborhoods, um, leave some economic impact in our community, but really enjoy the city. And so when they go back home, they can tell their family and friends to come back to see the city. But we also um, are the lead generator for the major conventions that come to Baltimore City, the conventions that use our uh, Baltimore Convention Center, those who use individual hotels. We're out there um, recruiting business to come to our community to have their meetings and conferences uh, in our community. So we're, we're telling those stories as well, and that's very important to get that outside conventioneer to come to our city instead of going to another city up and down the East Coast. But the mayor also nailed it when the, our number one customer are our local residents. So it's extremely important for our organization to make sure we engage with our local residents here in Baltimore City, as well as the regional residents in our five surrounding counties, because we need for them to come to see us as well, be excited about all the great city of Baltimore has to offer. So we're an economic generator um, here in the city, but it's extremely important that people have a great experience. So when they leave the city as a visitor, they tell the world that this is a great American city, and they come back to visit us uh, time and time again. And, Mr. Mayor, the Baltimore Metropolitan Council launched this podcast because of the inability to do an in-person Chesapeake Connect trip last year because of COVID. So now the world is starting to open up again, and BMC is planning a trip to Philadelphia in the fall. And I understand you're going to go on that trip. This will be your first time participating in the program. What have you heard about it in the past? What are you looking forward to uh, on this trip to Philly? Well, this is about uh, these kind of trips are about uh, learning best practices, learning from other cities and jurisdictions and figuring out ways to improve for us here in Baltimore. Of course, Philadelphia is a city that I am uh, very familiar with. I have an aunt that lives there, actually was there uh, not too long ago, but really looking forward to learning. And that's what these trips are for me. These are, you know, learning opportunities to learn about how uh, I can make Baltimore's government better to serve our residents and the folks that open on businesses and operate businesses here that visit Baltimore. That's what these kind of trips are about for me. It's about the business of the city. It's about me as the city's leader learning and then incorporating things that we can improve here in Baltimore in a in a Baltimore way uh, because we know things just can't be picked up and brought here. But we can learn best practices have ideas, see a vision, and then be able to bring that back to our city. Uh, and we appreciate BMC for organizing them. And Al, you participated in the Chesapeake Connect trips that went to both New Orleans and Nashville. Those are two cities known very much for their very distinctive brands. Uh, the mayor just did an excellent job earlier uh, cheerleading and, and talking about the things that Baltimore has to offer. Um, what did you learn on those trips to, to New Orleans and Nashville uh, that that can help Baltimore and has helped inform your approach to visit Baltimore? Well, I think the, the key word that you used, Tom, was distinctive. And both New Orleans and Nashville are great brands. But one thing about each destination is New Orleans does not try to be Nashville, nor does Nashville try to be New Orleans. Each one has carved out their own individual niche when it comes to travel and tourism, and they promote those cities extremely well. 
So what I picked up going to both New Orleans and Nashville, my counterparts in those cities uh, were very instrumental in the messaging that was delivered. We came back to Baltimore and we've created a new rebrand, a new storytelling about Baltimore that's very distinctive. It's who we are. Um, You'll see a lot of uh, faces and voices to our new Baltimore rebrand that's not like New Orleans and it's not like Nashville, but it's Baltimore. And I think these trips are extremely important to you. You learn the the great things that these communities have have done, especially in the travel and tourism space. You do not try to be like them, but you take some of the good they've done and then you bring it back to a community like Baltimore City so we can incorporate it into our DNA so we can voice and create this story that drives people to a special city like Baltimore. So these these trips are extremely important. And uh, I think it helps us to better position ourselves to to drive uh, visitation to Baltimore City. And Mayor Scott, if some leaders from another city called you tomorrow and said, we want to come up and check out Baltimore, what are the top three stops that you would put on a tour for folks coming to our city uh, in the way that you're going to go to Philly uh, on a Chesapeake Connect trip? I'll answer the question in a unique way. Having hosted uh, delegations of folks, actually, ironically, a few years back when I was on the council, I hosted a delegation from Philly, and uh, they didn't have a CityWatch camera program, and they I took them through and learned they learned about ours, and now they have implemented one. But I always try to showcase the trueness of Baltimore, everything about Baltimore, so that they understand. But uh, everyone knows, Al knows this. We actually had our first uh, post-pandemic convention for from a destination international last week with over uh, 800, 900 people in Baltimore City, Al's counterparts from around the country who had a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, my favorite place in Baltimore is Oriole Park at Camden Yards uh, because we know uh, what that showcases for us in the city. We also, I like to brag about how every other ballpark is built after the Oriole Park at Camden Yards model. So I always like to start start there. But uh, then I like to do unique things, right? We always have to uh, showcase our neighborhoods in a different way. So I like to take folks up because they, if they, when they've come to Baltimore, people have been here, but they come here and they've been to the Inner Harbor, they've been to those places, but they've never really been into our neighborhoods. So I often actually take them, uh, Tom, to where I grew up so that they can see where I came from and have a better understanding of me as a person. And then I take them to places uh, like where I live in Northeast Baltimore, uh, the showcase to them, Morgan State, so they can see it with their eyes. But also, you know I love Coco's Crab Cakes, taking them there. So when you travel throughout Baltimore, on on the routes to and from those three locations, we're also talking about the complete city of Baltimore, and they can see everything and see that we're so much more uh, than folks think we are. Yeah, that, that's a really good itinerary. Al, how about you? What are the top three <laughs> stops that, that you'd want out-of-town city leaders to visit to get a taste of, of what Baltimore has to offer? Well, I want to go with the mayor on his tour because that, that's he, he, he's nailed it, the, the key spot, so I want to follow the mayor. But I, I think the real key to this question – uh, Tom, and when you're talking to leaders, the question is, what's important to them? And sometimes we, we think we know what, what's important to showcase, but we should also ask leaders, what are they looking for? So in asking that question, I would think history would come up. They want to know history. Then obviously we have to show them Fort McHenry, one of the most special 
parks in the country that symbolizes great history in America, that we can really show that piece of the puzzle. But also from a history perspective, they may also want to see Pennsylvania Avenue because that's where black business really started here in this country. And we can show that significance of what Baltimore was all about uh, during the time period where we can show the Royal Theater and show where the Billie Holiday statue is from a historical perspective. But we also know that folks want to see the culinary scene, pound for pound, the food scene in Baltimore City is like unlike anywhere else in this country. It's strong. But we can show all of the neighborhood food scenes here, not just Harbor East, but we can go to Hamden. We can go to Remington. We can go to Charles uh, Station. We can really see a lot of the goodness that's happening. We do have the first public markets in this country, so we should be celebrating that and show Lexington Market to our fans and, and visitors coming into the city. And the last piece from a tour standpoint is just the culture. These leaders want to see the rich culture of a community like Baltimore brings. So from Reginald Lewis Museum, the great contributions of African-American history here in Baltimore City and in Maryland, that should be showcased. Or we can go East Baltimore and really show the great Blacks and Wax Museum the African-American contribution to culture in Baltimore should not uh, be taken for granted. We should celebrate that, and we want to make sure that people know and feel the greatness of this, this city and the greatness of the contributions of African-Americans to the culture of Baltimore City. Yeah, those are all great suggestions. And, you know, there are places like Great Blacks and Wax that people often sort of forget about. Uh, they they don't think about that as a major stop uh, on the tourism itineraries. But in fact, Dr. Martin up there uh, has all sorts of folks coming in from all around the country. And, and Mayor Scott, during your campaign, a real central part of your platform was, you know, investing in all of Baltimore's neighborhoods. I mean, you touched on this uh, a little bit before, but let me uh, ask you again. I mean, how, how does tourism fit into uh, the, the revitalization of neighborhoods across the city? Well, I think it plays a big role. Uh, as we recover and rebuild from the pandemic, uh, the revitalization of the tourism industry is going to be more important now than ever. But for me, and I know that Al and his team understand and know this and have been doing that, uh, that has to be done through a lens of equity. And this is about renewing our commitment to welcome visitors back to our entire vibrant city, making this a place where residents and visitors alike can work, play, and enjoy. But it's also about uh, perception and understanding of our city. From beyond, as Al said, the Inner Harbor, Harbor East, you know, we have so much more to offer. And when you think about that history, Pennsylvania Avenue, you know, when you think about the things that people wanna see, people still come here, uh, my friends from out of town, other cities have been here and they say, man, I remember I went to this this museum in Baltimore. It had a lot of wax figures of, of black folks. And I said, the great blacks and wax. People love to, to get that. And then knowing that there are restaurants and businesses nearby like Terra Cafe and others that we can support. This helps us. And what Alan and the team at Visit Baltimore has done a great job of incorporating that into the strategy, working with folks to make sure that people know that we have other destinations and other things that they can experience beyond uh, beyond the downtown region, because that will help us be a more vibrant city. I'll, I'll just give you an example. Uh, on Juneteenth, I was up in Reservoir Hill, and people came from 
all over the region to come to their Juneteenth celebration uh, thanks to the great folks at Doveco. That's the kind of thing that we can showcase and, and that other cities cannot because they don't have still intact that deep culture, a connectivity to the original, authentic culture of Baltimore. We have to show that beyond the Inner Harbor. But even as we reimagine what the Inner Harbor is, it has to once again showcase the true essence of Baltimore. And we cannot allow it as we bring it back to, to be, we're going to bring cookie cutter restaurants and things from other places. We need to showcase the best of us because that's what we should be showcasing to the world. Yeah, and I can attest to the crowd that came to Reservoir Hill for uh, the June, Juneteenth celebration. Uh, Doveco Cafe is in the alley right behind my house. I mean, so I know how many folks were there, and, and our family certainly enjoyed being part of that celebration as well. And Al Hutchinson, um, what's it going to take for Baltimore, you know, to make a citywide uh, tourism destination? Uh, you know, the, what, what are you concentrating on in your efforts to, to make tourism a citywide endeavor? Well, I believe, Tom, one of the great strengths of Baltimore City in the travel and tourism space is our distinct na- neighborhoods. That That's really the special sauce of Baltimore, and it's going to be very incumbent on my organization and others in Baltimore to be able to tell the richness of all that story. Um, the, the new traveler, um, and especially the travelers uh, of color, those travelers are looking for a very authentic experience. They're not looking for cookie cutter. Um, and so the cities that will win in the future, and I know Baltimore City is going to be one of those, are, are the cities that can really tell the story of all the offerings from their great neighborhoods. So in our new rebrand, we're, we're very much celebrating neighborhoods. Each neighborhood in Baltimore City, as you and the mayor know, are very distinct. They have a a different vibe, a a different feel to them, different music, different food. But we want to make sure we're telling the story in different platforms, whether it's through our website, whether it's through social media, whether it's through print, to push people to all these unique communities that they cannot see anywhere else in the United States. And coming out of COVID, that's going to be a a play that we can win on as a community. And I think that's going to be the richness of what we do moving forward to tell these great stories about our neighborhoods. And that's what we're going to do at Visit Baltimore. We're going to we're going to double down on the neighborhood story because not only the neighborhood story, but a very inclusive story about all the richness of our communities and neighborhoods. And I truly believe that's how we can win in the travel and tourism space moving forward. And Mayor Scott, um, you know, historically, uh, as you well know, much of the investment in tourism has focused on downtown. But as Al has just mentioned, uh, that focus is now going to spread across uh, all of our wonderful neighborhoods throughout the city. I mean, how do you assess the tension between downtown and the other neighborhoods when it comes to tourism? I mean, is this kind of tourism strategy, uh, is it an either-or proposition? Is it a zero-sum game? Uh, Or is there, you know, a, a big enough tent for everybody? The ten is big enough. It's not a zero-sum game. It's not an either-or. It's a both. Uh, what we know is that we have invested in the tourism in the his, in historical sense in the historical areas. What we haven't done is expanded that to the neighborhoods through a lens of equity, which we will be doing, which Al and his folks are doing, uh, because we know uh, that that will help 
everyone. When people come in to Baltimore, right, and they're visiting places and they want to stay, uh, they're more likely to stay here if they know that they're larger things for them to do outside of the things that we everyone knows for Baltimore. And this doesn't have to be an either or. This is about how we can come together as a city and invest in places that, that have been forgotten, allow them to thrive, allow them to showcase their greatness. And, and the sum of that really, Tom, is that we are showcasing the sum of Baltimore and showing again that Baltimore is a city like no other, uh, that we will broadcast and beat our chest about everything that's great about Baltimore, which is a positive thing for us all. And Al Hutchinson, um, I would imagine that promoting an entire city, all these different neighborhoods and the different things that each neighborhood offers is a real challenge. It's difficult to do that. It's a lot easier to say, here's the Inner Harbor. You know, aren't the aren't the uh, isn't the skyline beautiful or here's Camden Yards? You know, there's a specific thing you do. Um, How do you how do you handle that? What are you what are you doing, you know, uh, to, to promote the entire city as a matter of. Uh, tourism and destinations? Well, when I was hired here in Baltimore City, I knew on paper as well as from the search committee, my job was to sell Baltimore. It wasn't to sell any one particular neighborhood. So I think it's extremely important. I don't really see it as difficulty. I look at the downtown area as a neighborhood, but that's just one of over 250 neighborhoods in Baltimore. So we need to make sure from a Visit Baltimore perspective that we're carving out the beauty of all the neighborhoods and tell that story. Not about one neighborhood, but all Baltimore City neighborhoods. That's what we're going to do moving forward. However, we're going to do it in a little bit different way. I think it's extremely important to invite stakeholders, influencers, poets, writers, artists from Baltimore City to help us tell the story because they've put a stake in the ground. They have small businesses here. They should be a part of the Baltimore story. So I think it's important that we reach out to those folks. They are part of our new rebrand. It was extremely important to me to make sure we have faces and voices, Baltimoreans, helping us to tell the beautiful story of Baltimore City, not hire actors or actresses, but real Baltimoreans. And I think that's going to be a separator for us moving forward. And we have a huge opportunity, if we do it right, that we can get out in front of a lot of other communities that are really trying to figure out how they sell their particular city. So I think that's going to be beneficial to us in the next few years. And, Mr. Mayor, with COVID, you've had a number of very difficult decisions to make. You've had to chart a difficult course between the concerns of businesses, particularly small businesses, and then the public health realities of the pandemic. What have you learned so far that will inform your decision-making in the future? Because COVID, you know, is beginning to recede, but as we're seeing now, as we speak, uh, there are upticks, not just here in in Baltimore and in Maryland, but throughout the country and throughout the world uh, in rates of infection. Uh, Moving forward, what, what have you learned so far Uh, And how will that inform your decisions in the future? Well, first and foremost, Tom, I I learned that, uh, again, that when you're dealing with uh, something like we haven't seen in over a generation, uh, 
that Baltimore comes together and wraps his round his uh, arms around itself. Uh, but we also know that the COVID-19 pandemic and the economic fallout was devastating for our, all of our communities, including our business community. Uh, but in every decision that I made, I, I made in the best interest of what has to be thought about first, and that's the preservation of life. The health and safety of the residents will always be uh, the most important factor in any decision I make. That said, uh, we put a lot of work to ensure that our businesses had resources to make it, but also recover, and we'll be doing more of that, and making sure, again, uh, uh, Tom, that we're doing that in a way of this, which is why you see for us uh, such a high percentage of the grants that BDC gave out going to small um, women and minority-owned businesses who we know uh, traditionally don't have access to those kind of funds, but are represent such a high number here. Why Al and his team use uses some of our local folks as as they that have not been used before in broadcasting Baltimore to make sure that that money is going to people who we know are hiring Baltimoreans that are putting folks here to work. But also, uh, now that we're coming out and hopefully we continue to go that way, Tom, to the other side of it. It's about how we then invest in the business community to build back in a better way because we know uh, that so many uh, businesses, communities, people have been left behind in Baltimore for too long. We have to create an ecosystem for them not to just survive but thrive. And some of the things, for example, where our finals with Bloomberg, uh, and hopefully we get it, where we had this program where we're helping our small businesses, our minority women-owned businesses with technical assistance about seeking funding and all of these things. We're going to continue to do that kind of work, but we're always going to make decisions that are in the best interest of people's health and safety because that's my chief responsibility. And, you know, Mr. Mayor, building back better, that's got a nice ring to it. You might want to call the president see if he wants to borrow that one. That's a good one. You know, I, like, I, like I, that one. I borrowed it from him. <laughs> and uh, Al Hutchinson, all kidding aside, uh, when it comes to businesses and COVID, the tourism and hospitality industries have, of course, taken very serious hits during the pandemic. Um, how are they doing now? Uh, we are beginning to see a recovery. What are you hearing from your partners uh, in the tourism and hospitality business here in Baltimore? Well, yeah, Tom, I think arguably the travel and tourism business has been uh, negatively impacted um, from the pandemic, maybe more than other industries. So it's it's been a, a, a tough haul for the restaurants, tours, the, the hoteliers, um, my team, we've laid people off. It's been tough. And so the past uh, 15, 16 months, um, we've had to really dig deep and really look at where we're going to go moving forward. So I think what the pandemic has allowed us to do is to rethink about uh, the travel and tourism industry moving forward. We cannot go back to business as usual prior to the pandemic. You know, and if you look at this region, about a little more than 85,000 people are working in this industry in the region, in the metro area. Now the number is much less than that. A lot of folks are no longer working in this industry. And sadly, a number of those, these folks are not coming back to the travel and tourism industry. They pivoted and they've changed to go to, to other places. I think now we have an opportunity to reinvigorate one of the leading industries in Baltimore City, and, and Mayor Scott knows this, we got to reinvest in travel and tourism. And so hopefully with with some of the Fed money coming in, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, 
some of that can go into reinvesting an industry that's extremely important to Baltimore City. And and the the real reason for this is we need to put people back to work. The saddest part about the pandemic in my industry is mothers, fathers who are taking care of their families were out of work and then they were struggling taking care of a of a young child or putting someone through college. We have to figure out how do we get folks back to work and then how do we make the industry appealing and sexy to uh, attract a new generation of workers in an industry that's far too important for Baltimore City. So I'm optimistic. I believe we have an opportunity to rebuild an industry in a much different way, and uh, we can regain, regain our foothold in uh, travel and tourism and make Baltimore a very important destination moving forward. And Mayor Scott, the city and the state have uh, announced a, a bid by Baltimore to host the 2026 World Cup uh, that's got a lot of people very excited about that possibility. Why are you pushing for this opportunity? Why is it important to you? And what do you think it would mean for the city of Baltimore to host the World Cup? Well, it's important to always uh, make sure that Baltimore is taking a chance of opportunities that will allow us to showcase ourselves to the world as the best city that has, has ever existed. And we all know also, Tom, the the growing uh, populations from countries around the world that exist here in Baltimore. Just in my neighborhood in Frankfurt, we have people uh, from Africa, from Nepal, we have people from uh, Latin America. That also plays a part in it to me because we know that we would embrace the World Cup like many cities in the U.S. could not. But also you think about the potential economic impact for hosting matches. uh, the economic impact for a hosting city has been estimated at $480 million in net benefit. In Baltimore, we will use that as a catalyst for our broader vision of, of building an equitable Baltimore for all. In Baltimore 2026, is going to play a, also a major role in the redevelopment of our city and state with $140 million in upgrades to M&T Bank, which is already world class, $7.2 million in upgrade to Camden Station, and uh, the city's $16.8 million of re- renovation of rash field it would also create long-lasting tangible legacies uh, for our communities obviously would create a lot of jobs and opportunity as it comes through but really it's about putting baltimore on the world stage and showcasing and beating our chest and saying yes we are baltimore uh, that that underdog city that sits in between D.C. and Philadelphia that everyone counts out, but we always win. We are the city uh, that saved this country multiple times. We are the city that gave us Thurgood Marshall. We have to bait on our chest and let everyone know how great of a city that we are. And even though we love our neighbors to the north from Philadelphia, that their bid cannot compare with ours. <laughs> and with that, you got to make that point first and foremost. Absolutely. Um, as we finish up here, um, let me ask the same question of both of you. Al, we'll start with you. We've talked a lot about Baltimore City and tourism in the city, but tourism, of course, is a regional issue. Um, How important is the partnership and cooperation of your partners across the region? It's extremely important, Tom, and uh, I can tell you Visit Baltimore has has had conversations with the the five surrounding county execs, and and BMC has been a a great platform to have those conversations. Uh, The uh, Economic Alliance of Greater Baltimore is another entity that we have conversations with 
we have to make sure that as we talk about Baltimore City, we broaden the conversation and have it regionally. Our five surrounding counties are members of the Baltimore region, not the D.C. region. So it's very incumbent on all of us to be talking about regionalism as Baltimore City goes, the region goes, and vice versa. We want to help each other out because all of us have different assets to showcase. And one thing about the visitor, they don't see the boundaries that we see. So when they're in Anne Arundel or they cross the line and go to Hartford or Carroll or over in Baltimore City, they don't see the lines. They see a great experience. And so that should be the message that as leaders in Baltimore City and the counties that we begin to talk about, let's see these invisible lines. Let's talk about how we can win together. And I would venture to say as we travel around the country and we live in Howard County and we live in Anne Arundel or Baltimore County and someone says to us, where are you from? I would think most of us would say we're from Baltimore. And that's the message that we all need to get back to. Let's celebrate Baltimore. Let's work together to make sure we're all successful. And I'm going to continue to always have a a regional eye. I want Baltimore City to be successful, but I know the the region is extremely important to us, and uh, we're going to continue to partner with our, our county execs and business leaders to make sure the entire region is successful. And Mr. Mayor, we'll give you the last word. Um, your take on the importance of regionalism, not just uh, in regard to tourism, but uh, in general, uh, working with partners uh, in the metropolitan area. What do you think? It's, it's a critical thing. Actually, I was with my good friend, uh, County Executive Olszewski, yesterday in Baltimore City as we were talking about uh, somewhat about our partnership that we have in a region that we also have with uh, County Executive Ball and Pittman in Anne Arundel County. When you, and I'll hit the nail on the head, we are one region. Uh, when folks come here, when they are Ravens fans, they come from all over the region. When they're Orioles fans, they come from all the region. People come into Baltimore to work. And what we think about when we talk about regionalism is how we can actually have true regionalism. We know a lot of that is, has been waning over the years, but the four of us are really committed to building that partnership. And you saw that even in, in a general assembly where the four of us came together to talk about the need to have funding for MTA and really build towards a regional transit authority so that the entire region can get around and get into uh, the city, which is the center of the region. And, and my counterparts know that Baltimore City's success is their success. And with that mentality, with the folks that we have in office, with the great folks and partnerships like the folks at BMC, we can actually build uh, uh, this true regional partnership that means that we can have impacts on things ranging from transportation to job creation to even crime. All of these things play a part of working together, and that's how important it is for us to work together uh, because it means success for us all, and success of Baltimore City and our region means success for our state. Mayor Brandon Scott is the mayor of the great city of Baltimore. Mayor Scott, thank you so much for joining us here on the Chesapeake Connect podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. Al Hutchinson is the president and CEO of Visit Baltimore. Al, thank you as well for being with us here on the pod. Thank you very much, Tom. 
The Chesapeake Connect podcast is produced by the Baltimore Metropolitan Council with assistance from WIPR. Please subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcasting app you use and give us a rating if you're so inclined. It helps other listeners find out about our show. The Baltimore Metropolitan Council works with our region's elected executives to identify mutual interests and develop collaborative strategies, plans, and programs that improve our quality of life and economic vitality. BMC's member jurisdictions include Baltimore City and Anne Arundel, Baltimore, Carroll, Harford, Howard, and Queen Anne's counties. For more information, please visit baltometro.org. Our producer is Mark Gunnery. I'm Tom Hall. Thanks for connecting. <laughs>